Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. And uh, wow, we have a very special show for you guys lined up. My name is Chip the Block. I'm your host. We have a special guest uh, today, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Uh, look, speaker, author, um, look, he's a household name among military and law enforcement, and he should be. So uh, appreciate having you on the show, Colonel. Uh, we also have uh, Chief John Newman and Captain Brett Bartlett. Um, I don't want to say that, you know, these guys are just, you know, regular guys on the show, but, uh, but, uh, but, but, hey, you guys are going to take a back seat a little bit, at least for the first half of the show, so appreciate it. I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy, which helps me talk so fast. And uh, also a shout out to the free presser, Brian Burns. And hey, uh, Ray Dietrich with Red Voice Media. We are streaming to three of their Facebook pages right now with one million followers. So thanks so much for the opportunity, guys. Appreciate it. Um, Lieutenant Colonel, um, I hope that you're not distracted with uh, with the other panelists holding up books and stuff that you've written you know, during the show. I, I suspect that, that that might happen. I mean, I already saw... Uh, Brett hold him some books, you know, uh, before the show started. But uh, I, we and definitely for, you know, when you when you start in a second here, definitely let our users know how they can follow you, find you. Uh, and you've got we before the show, we talked, you had material that I wasn't even aware of, um, uh, faith based material that I'd love for you to uh, mention as well. So without any wasting any more time, we've got about 10 minutes before our first uh, heartbreak. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel, the floor is yours. Man, it's my pleasure, Chip, and, and it's truly an honor to be on board with Captain Bartlett and Chief Newman there. Uh, we talked ahead, and, and I hope to be on your show a little bit down the road, and we hope to be able to touch base with the uh, audience on some more stuff. Uh, uh, Captain Bartlett's a Marine, and he held up two books of mine that are Marine Corps Commandant's Required Reading List. Uh, after 20 years of war on killing on combat required, we stopped the Marines from eating the crayons, they... Uh, they're really pretty. They're really pretty good about uh, about book reading. There's some reading folks. They really are. Being on the commandant's list is cool. We'll talk more about that. We got a uh, the the most current book on what's happening with the schools. I was invited to the White House as part of President uh, Trump's roundtable on uh, violent video games. I personally handed a copy to the president, slid it across the table, hit his water glass, invited back to the White House uh, to brief Vice President Kim, uh, 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 and uh, was able to put a, a copy in his hand. Um, and uh, uh, we've also got some faith-based books that are really important. In the end, we're in Battle Against Forces of Evil on Spiritual Combat, Christian Book Award finalists. Might talk about those down the road. But uh, a couple of things to touch base very briefly for your audience and dig in deeper in the future. Uh, we're in the middle of a global epidemic of sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation is a key factor in suicide. Suicides are killing our kids, our teenagers. Uh, suicide rate has tripled per capita. Uh, and um, the most important thing you do is get sufficient sleep. And we don't even know that relationship. The military research tells us a sleep-deprived soldier can be up to five times more likely to take their life. So uh, we don't even know that. We talk about suicide with cops. We talk about suicide in community. And we don't even know that. I've lost a, a brother and two nephews to suicide. And at least two cases, we can look back and see sleep deprivation, without a doubt, was a key factor in the equation. Uh, the, the other dynamic is that sleep deprivation is a key factor in traffic deaths, which exploded worldwide. Decade after decade, we brought traffic deaths down, airbags, seatbelts, medical technology. Now, for the last decade, around the planet, traffic deaths have exploded. What is the new factor? This global epidemic of sleep deprivation, the video games, the social media, the uh, 
they're, they're this binge watching TV shows and they don't care that they're killing people. They just want to sell their product. We'll talk a lot more about that. It's a key factor in the opiate epidemic. Why opiates? Prescription opiates have always been there. Why are they suddenly the drug of choice? Sleep deprivation creates chronic pain. You don't sleep, the tendons and muscles never relax. Doc, I heard all the time, give me, a, give me a pill. If you don't need a pill, you need more sleep. And you got to knock off the caffeine shortly after lunch that stop you getting deep cycle sleep. So three major causes of death have exploded. They're killing our kids, they're killing our cops, uh, suicide, traffic deaths, and this epidemic of, uh, of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of uh, opiate epidemic. And, and, and we don't even know this common denominator that we can take action on right off the bat. You know, another factor in the equation is um, how bad the situation is. And just to recap very quickly, we've never had more than a 12% annual increase in homicides. In 2020, we had a 30% annual increase in homicides. If 2021 had stayed the same, it'd be bad, but 2021, it's up another 4%. Chip, guys, we have never seen anything like this. The wheels have come off the bus. And here's the crazy part. The number of dead people, the murder rate, underrepresents a problem because medical technology is saving ever more lives every day. We've got record numbers of cops murdered in the line of duty, but comparing the number of dead cops completely breaks down. Medical technology saving cops' lives, body armor saving cops' lives, tactics, technology. Comparing the number of dead cops over time is like comparing you know, the ones killed in, in World War I versus the ones killed in the, in the current battle with all the life-saving technology our cops have today. Uh, the wheels have come off the bus. Things are bad. And what's happening in our schools is a reflection of what's happening across our whole society. But there's a couple of key factors in the schools I'd like to cover. Number one, uh, I, I, I was there on the night of the massacre in the Jonesboro School Massacre in 1998. I was there after Columbine. I've been there all along. I've tracked all the way through. I can't keep track of all the solo homicides, but just one kid did. But I think I've kept a good job of keeping track of every multiple homicide in American schools and worldwide. Canada's had dozens. Finland's had three multiple homicides by a juvenile in the school. In just the last six months, Russia's had five multiple homicides by a juvenile in the school in Russia. Uh, we, 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 Mexico and Brazil's had a bunch around the planet. Hey, how how are those gun laws working out for Mexico? How's that working out? More about the gun laws later on too. But this explosion of violence around the planet, uh, one of the factors in the equation is, is this. Number one, there has never been a multiple homicide by a juvenile in the school in a private faith-based school, parochial Christian schools, never one. I can't find, there's only one solo homicide I can find. It was over 20 years ago, a girl that had just transferred into a Catholic school. Now, I'm not saying, well, you know, put God back in the school, put bear back in the school, but one of the ingredients to committing these crimes is an absolute rabid belief that there is no God and there is no punishment and there is no judgment. And if you have been rabidly, rabidly, informed that there is no God, and the purpose in life is to be famous and to pay back people who have done you harm, then these mass murders by these children in these schools are perfectly rational. And in the state of Texas, our national motto is, in God we trust. In the state of Texas, they're putting a great big, in God we trust, as you come in every single school that says, boom, there is a God, he is accountable, and it is, it is 
a major safeguard. One of the one of the pieces of the puzzle that slipped on us is this 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 idea of not just that there's not a God, but this rabid religious indoctrination that there is no God. And, and it's one of the foundations of what's going on. Uh, my book on killing, half man copies sold in English, translated into uh, into seven languages. Uh, Google scholars had been cited over three thousand times in scholarly works, and we talk about killing now. Here's the thing on killing. You point to some terrible homicide. You point to some terrible murder. Oh, that proves that mankind's a killer. No, that's an outlier. That's one in a million. We're a nation of a third of a billion people. That's one in a third of a billion. You explain to me the 99.99% of our citizens who didn't kill anybody today. There is an array of things that restrain killing in our society, and it has been turned off. And one of the things been turned you, off. Colonel. Well, this look, is commercial break, though. We will be right back. The Motion DSP supporting the law enforcement industry for over 15 years for the robust suite of video and audio redaction enhancement software. The Motion DSP software, easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise. You can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters. And you can achieve results quickly. The Spotlight, it deals with redaction. It's designed to work with video from any camera source. And using their algorithms and object tracking technology, it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information. And uh, it, it, it just makes it easy. And forensic enhancement software, which enhances video, allows users to quickly process and analyze any video, video file format using their patented super resolution algorithms and enhancement filters. You can get an unseen level of detail uh, in the matter of minutes instead of hours. So you'll learn more about all these products at motiondsp.com. Look, agencies, go check them out, motiondsp.com. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios uh, during the uh, the Florida Strawberry Festival in uh, Plant City, Florida. Um, so, yes, uh, uh, Colonel, I know that uh, intro outro music is a little catchy there, so uh, I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, wait for the break. I know you were in the, in the, in the middle of, of some heated information. Yeah. with some rising facts, I, might, I, I must admit, so the floor is yours again. All right. Well, you know, it's just this dynamic that the hard thing to explain is not that one in a third of a billion terrible crime that happened today. The hard thing to explain is that 99.99% of our citizens go a lifetime, never killed anybody or even tried to. Divorce, infidelity, layoff, traffic accidents, in a lifetime of provocation, it is extraordinarily rare. And there is an array of social, psychological, physiological dynamics that restrain killing. And one of them is this remote idea there might be a God and we might be held accountable for what we do. And so one of the ingredients on these school massacres that nobody really looks at, there has never, ever, ever been, to my knowledge, a multiple homicide in a school by a child when it was a faith-based school. Now, there's external attackers that figure they get double points by hitting a faith-based school. But as far as the kids committing this crime, one of the things we can do is, uh, is, is, is the state of Texas, I am told, is putting a great big in God we trust in every single school as you come in the door, our national motto, you can't stop it, you know, you're rabid atheists, uh, and not just agnostic, oh, well, we're not sure, no, no, you've told the child, without a doubt, there is no God, boom, and they believe that, and it's one of the factors. Now, another major factor, with two exceptions, there has never been a multiple homicide in a school with an armed cop present in the building. The two exceptions that I know of were in Santa Fe, Texas and Oxford, Michigan. And in both cases, 
As soon as the cop showed up, another, another kid died. So we can make a very, very strong statement that one of the best things you could do to keep your kids safe is somebody in that school that can shoot back. And the cop haters hate it. They've got this myth about the, the school to prison pipeline and the cops are going to put your kids in prison only if they deserve it, only if they got it coming. But this, this idea that cops shouldn't be in our schools is, is, is horrendous. It's the best thing we can do. Now, one other factor in the equation that's worth mentioning here, and I'm eager to see what our others have to say about it, is armed educators in our school. We have had, I cannot find, it's hard to prove a negative, but I cannot find a single case where a multiple homicide happened in a school with armed educators. And if there were armed educators, the media would have said, oh, there were armed, armed educators who didn't do any good. I think the media would have let us know. Now, I'll give you just one example. In Ohio, 85% of all counties have some armed educators. Now, they have a training program called FASTER, Faculty and Staff Training for Emergency Response. It's about week-long training. At the end of the training, you have to qualify at, at police level, which is not that high. You know, we, we strive for a higher level. But they're the minimum qualification for police and minimum qualification. Now, these individuals have to be nominated by their schools they have to arrive with marksmanship skills. We're not going to turn you into a marksman in a week. And they're nominated by the school. They've already got marksmanship skills. They get the training. A reporter from the London Times came and took the training. He said in the London Times, I never thought I would say this. Having participated in the training, having seen the kind of people taking the training, I now support armed educators in the school. London Times, page five, buried and never reported again by anybody. So, yeah, so what happened in Ohio now? Go back to Ohio. A judge in Ohio said that's not sufficient training for educators to be armed. That what they've been doing for a decade successfully was shut down by one judge. The legislation last year, the legislation over the summer, ran through a bill that said, yes, it is enough training. How did the media report it? Ohio reduces the standard to her educators to be armed in the school. They, they, they twisted, sick media misrepresentation of, of what's going on. So these armed, you know, we had two school districts in California for decades have had armed educators. The state of California passed a law to stop them from doing that. I, uh, I, I, in Connecticut, uh, you know, we, we had uh, the Sandy Hook school massacre. Uh, I, I presented just before the pandemic at a school safety conference in, in Connecticut. And these guys had retired police officers. Uh, they were armed. Now, all of them had, they were wearing polo shirts untucked. Not all were armed, not all were authorized to be armed, but the kids assumed they were all armed, which is great. And, uh, and, and these, they said, we're the safest school in Connecticut. We've got armed, and, and there's just so much success. Uh, Florida's got virtually armed educators in every school, they're guardians with just 100% success. It costs nothing. But I had, I, I, I had an uh, elementary school principal tell me something that just was so powerful that I kind of tied this all up with. Uh, the first one to die at Sandy Hook was an unarmed educator that charged the killer. And I had an educator uh, uh, tell me, I will, a principal, an elementary principal, I will die for my children Tomorrow, give me something besides my keys, my hand, when that day comes. 
Those were taught me. It's being done successfully across America. We have 100% success rate and people don't even know it. I will die for my children tomorrow. Give me something besides my keys, ma'am. And you know, the best thing is a kid that we don't send to jail. The kid we didn't have to shoot because a kid doesn't even try because there are people there that can shoot back and we don't even know about it. So the things that are, that are not being reported are enraging. And I'm eager to see what uh, what uh, what uh, Captain Bartlett and Chief Newman got to say on it. I know you've got a couple of great case studies to, to lay on us, Chip, but I'm so honored for you and your wonderful audience to have this opportunity to talk about this critical subject. Oh, well, thank you. Chief Newman, uh, we've got about uh, you know 30-some seconds before our, our next break, but uh, why don't you go ahead and jump in? Well, you know, the lieutenant colonel couldn't hit the nail right in the head. All people want it. They freak out when we're bringing guns on campus. We just passed the five-year Marcus Stoneman Douglas. There's a lot of media coverage down here in my office. How do you know your guardian plan is successful? And we said, well, we haven't had a mass shooting. We haven't had them. And they media didn't like that. They wanted something tangible. They didn't understand that success means no body count. You know, no. And we have a lot of work down here. But we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. All right. Thanks, Chief. Commercial break, guys. We will be right back. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Gauls. And yes, Captain Bartlett, unmute that microphone. You know, Gauls, it's the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. Uh, look, if, if you're if you're active law enforcement, you certainly know about Gauls. I kind of feel like I grew up wearing your duty belt that either came from Gauls or that they supply. They pretty much everything but guns and ammunition. They have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. Um, Captain Bartlett, uh, can you tell us what they have going on today at goals.com slash Leo? Chip, I just checked. They have a 25% off sale on some of their uh, very popular uh, uh, internal brands. Not some of the big names, but some also some very good equipment. 25% off. That's shipping, free shipping plus. So you're getting a good deal with all their stuff. Well, I've been watching during the show. I've been watching. It looks to me from here that you have been online purchasing at Gauls while we've been doing the, the show. So, Jump back with us, but goals.com slash Leo. Please check them out today. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. All right, guys, and welcome back to Leo Roundtable. And we are broadcasting live from the Boss Hawk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Yes, we're talking about school shootings. We have special guest, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman here. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, Chief John, I, I know you're in the middle of talking about this points, and I thought that I, that I knew a lot more than apparently I do. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's very educational. So, so, you know, people that are giving us, you know, their lunch hour, we're broadcast live, you know, Boss Talk Radio has got, you know, five stations, but we're on 31, at least 31 stations around the country right now that are, that are you know, listening to this content. So, uh, so hopefully during this lunch hour that you guys are giving us, you guys will at least feel like I feel that I'm a lot smarter and I can make a lot better, um, just not only decisions, uh, but evaluations on things that are going down and uh, and actually talking about arming people in the schools. I, I thought it was just a, a, a brilliant tie-in. But Chief Newman, the floor is yours. Well, you know, to pick up where he left on the, before the break, we have no choice in Florida, right? And the, the commission that was chaired by Sheriff Gualtieri did a phenomenal job. And if anyone gets an opportunity and they care about school safety, they need to read the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission report. 
and they want they want armed assets on campus. They also recognize nationally the staffing issues and challenges law enforcement has. So they gave every one of the 67 counties here options. And one of the options was the Guardian program that was named after Coach Aaron Feist, who was the second adult that was killed in Building 12. And by the way, all three of the adults that were killed that day all ran or did something to save their kids. That's the way they're wired. Chris Hickson, the AP, Navy veteran, had a walkie-talkie in his hand, ran in to see if he couldn't save those kids. Aaron Feist never made it through the door. And Scott Beagle on the third floor shoved the teacher back into her room and died while he was doing it. Every one of those folks are heroes, let alone the other 14 students that were murdered. So the state of Florida said you have to have a good guy with a gun. Two is better than one, three is better than two, and four is better than three. A lot of people really balked at that because they really think on our on our campuses that it's just teachers. We've well, got a lot of staff. And they, to Brett's point and to the lieutenant colonel's point, the Guardian program down in Florida is 144 hours. You have to score a higher level marksman with your pistol than a law enforcement recruit does coming out of the academy. You have to take courses in de-escalation. You got to pass a psych exam. You got to pass a medical exam. So there are standards before you just give an, a firearm to a, 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 a person on the campus. Now, for Hillsborough County, where I'm from, we just expanded the size of our security detail. And I have a lot of retired law enforcement, a lot of retired law enforcement deputies, corrections, military. That's what really comprises my nearly 400-man department. But you might be from a smaller county like Lake or Bay or Osceola or, or, or Okaloosa. Arming a staff member might be exactly what they can afford and what they can do. But they it's not just a matter of somebody raising their hand. They've got to go through all this training. They have to have deconfliction protocols in place. And the bottom line is single officer response to a threat is mandatory in the state of Florida. So it, it incorporates some of the functions that Brett does when it comes to firearms training. It incorporates a lot that Lieutenant Colonel Grossman talked about with regard to policy and procedures and school shooting trends across this country. It is. It should not be the singular thing you do on your campus, but it should be the anchor thing that you do on your campus. Santa Fe had two troopers that were on that campus that day. We had a, a deputy that was assigned to Stoneman Douglas, right? Um, same with Oxford, just north of Michigan. But we all know, had we had a deputy at Stoneman Douglas that engaged, not even engaged fast, or just engaged, no way that shooter should have made it to the third floor, ever. He should have never made it to the third floor. So those are things that you look about. But what I want people to hear when they listen to the lieutenant colonel is he's a student of the game. If you're not reading the reports on Oxford and Santa Fe and Uvalde, I had the opportunity in the fall to, you know, to sit down with um, uh, the principal um, from uh, Columbine. And we were in a, a, a conference in West Virginia together. And to listen to what he still goes through years later, and he still stays in contact with those 13 families. Um, you have to understand that these things are epoch moments in school safety. They constantly change the arc of what we're supposed to do. But if you sit back and do nothing, you're going to fall into the same, I think, the majority of the opinion that it's not going to happen here. You got to do something about it. And I think the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission in the state of Florida took that by the reins and ran with it. I'm grateful that they did. You know, Chip, if I can add to that. Go ahead. Uh, Half the cost of a school building goes into fire code. Think about the amount of money we put into fire prevention. 
Uh, the, the fire sprinkler system under pressure for the lifetime of the building. Electrical system brought up the fire code. Double the electrical system. One wiring to every fire exit, every fireproof material, interior, exterior furnishings, uh, on and on. And we have not had a single student die in the school fire in America in over half a century. Now, if half the cost of the school building go into fire code, dang it. You know, we, we can pay to put a cop on scene, or we, we, we can at least allow the educators to get the training they need. Florida has pioneered this mechanism. 85% of all the counties in Ohio, about a third of all the schools in Texas, armed educators uh, all around. I, I, I trained a school district in the Northeast, uh, very, very liberal state. They asked me not even to say what state. Now, in that state, the superintendent has the authority to authorize people to be armed. The superintendent is retired spec ops with multiple combat tours. The elementary school principal, she, she is a reserve military police officer with two combat tours. It's a no brainer for that principal to be carrying. She's a reserve cop and an MP with two combat tours. Uh, it's a no brainer for that principal to be carrying in her school. It's a no brainer for that superintendent to be carried in the school. But they said, and they brought me in to train the school, and said, please don't even say what state we're in. But if people find out we're doing this, they'll shut us down tomorrow. And that is insane. we got to stand up and fight that. Half the cost of the school building goes in a fire code, allowing armed trained educators is too hard. And their mantra is the problem is the guns. And that's because they have blood on their hands and they got to point the finger somewhere else. You know, we talk about this. They have blood on their hands. They turn these killers into celebrities. I really recommend a book called Mike Rock called Mass Killers. I wrote the forward to it. I said, Mike, you got me right up front just by not calling them shooters. We got to get away from calling if cops are shooters. These are killers. These are not shootings. These are massacres. It's anti-gun propaganda when we call a massacre a shooting. It's anti-gun propaganda when we call a murderer a shooter. So just understand that... Uh, that Mike Rock talks about how the media turns them into killers and how they've all seen some movie 50 times. Uh, he's, he's covered them all. The data is there. The media has blood on their hands. They're the new factor in the equation. This, this sleep deprivation, these, these negative role models, this, this nihilistic uh, belief structure, and they've got to point the finger somewhere else. It's all about the guns. No, it's not. How the gun laws working out for Mexico? But you've got to understand their motive. Why do they keep pointing to the guns? Why do they have to put this out there? Because they have blood on their hands and they've got to point the finger somewhere else. And they will never accept their own responsibility. And, and that's who we're fighting right now. Is the media turn these killers into celebrities? The, the sick people who put sick things in our children's head from the youngest days. And, and then the, the, the other dynamics that are going on in this equation, they have blood on their hands. And we got to start holding them accountable for the harm they're doing to our kids. Well, th thanks, Carl. You know, Captain Brett, um, you know, uh, well, actually, I, I had forgotten that uh, Lieutenant Colonel did the forward on Mike's book. And Mike, of course, was a panelist on the show until he just took this new gig and he can't he can't do the show during the lunch hour anymore. But uh, we've also got a news report on a police that two students have been stabbed, one killed during a fight in the California school. Of course, we're talking about Santa Rosa, California. Um, I don't know if you can tie that in for us, Cap. And also, we just covered the last couple of days. We've been covering that uh, six foot six, uh, two hundred seventy pound uh, student that just mowed down that teacher's aide um, over 
initial story was over like some kind of a game that she took away and then she came out and said she didn't take it from him. But uh, but uh, Captain Brett. Well, I think first, Chip, we need to we need to elevate and we need to celebrate these people who are stepping up to 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 carry a gun into school. And we need to we need to pay attention to them. I remember uh, when I had Colonel Grossman's uh, seminar, you, you coined the phrase warrior scholar. And, and I live by that credo. You, you got to be in the game. You got to continue to learn it because they're new things. So we need to give these people as much training as they can. I don't think we'll ever overcome the bias, the anti-gun bias. That's a, that's a forever thing. But we need to take the people who are, are, are doing this, and we need to shake their hands once in a while and give them whatever they need to, to do that. We need to tell them, you know, you're, you're a good person. No matter what the world's telling you, you're a good person. We can't fight California. We can't fight New York. But we can, we can take the people who we do have, put them on a little bit of a pedestal, and thank them for doing what they do. Now, guys, uh, I guess a, a question I have with these news items, like the ones I just mentioned, would uh, I'm just wondering, having an armed person on campus, uh, what difference that might have made? Now, I know we got 15 seconds before we do our next our next break, but I thought I would just, uh, you know, whet that appetite. And, and then, of course, when you're talking about potential deadly force and you've got students involved that are the ones with the, the, the knives or maybe even the guns. We just had a whole a whole bunch of students bringing guns to school and the parents getting charged that we just covered, too. But look, let's take this commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and it's the only company to offer a step-by-step program where they take you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like our Captain Brett Bartlett. Now, they provide citations for federal law and ATF rulings for every point in time to ensure accuracy and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can also get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad you did. Okay, guys, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable, the law enforcement talk show broadcasting live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Florida. So uh, we left off. I kind of uh, had set the stage on some news articles that we've been covering lately. Uh, knives and students getting stabbed. The most recent one, we've had this uh, um, huge 6'6", you know, 270, huge by my standards anyhow, uh, you know, student that mowed down this teacher's aid. And then, of course, we've been having um, students that have been showing up in school, including female students um, in middle schools and even younger uh, with with firearms and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of curious, you know, how that plays into this. And uh, I've got some other tie ins that, I, that I'd like to do as well. But Captain Bartlett, you want to start us off? Just yeah, just real briefly on that recent incident where the where this this large, very large child uh, attacked the the uh, the teacher. Uh, horrible. But what still amazed me when I watch this is almost the lackadaisical attitude of the people walking by seeing it's like it's just another day in school. How did we get to this position in our schools where it's OK to apparently attack, attack a, a teacher? What I didn't see was everybody who saw that jumping in and, and, and laying punches on the bad guy. You didn't see that. They were on the phones or wondering. Even the police there didn't, didn't do anything. And what's disheartening is the Marine that was there didn't do anything. That was disheartening. So I, I think what happened here was something outside the school has broken. And I don't know if we can fix what's outside the school, 
but we can really, really take control of what's going on in the school. And also, and it starts with arming teachers and, 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 and taking these people, giving them the best training we can and elevating them to our, our heroes. And, and uh, you know, Chip, I think there's something important here. Brett really nailed it. Um, you know, Brett said, you know, we, 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 we can't win the battle on guns. But the truth is, to a certain degree, I, I respect what you're saying, we are winning that battle. Because 43 states are shall issue concealed carry. It's never gone in and then come back out again. It's always a one-way ratchet. Now, with the recent Supreme Court decision, but for all practical purposes, all 50 states are shall issue concealed carry. And again, it never goes in and then comes back out again. The same thing is true with school safety. You know, a judge tried to shut it down Ohio, and the legislature rammed it through. We've been doing it for a decade with success. We're not going to let you stop us. So these are, these are ratchets that come in place that don't come back out again. They work. They're successful. And, and, and where does it begin? It begins with your school and your school district. If you're pro-gun, and, and I think every right-minded American should be, uh, the Supreme Court has decided that, that it shall issue concealed carries basically the law of the land. Where can you start fighting back? And it begins in your schools. And when it goes in, it never comes back out again. And so this is the ratchet that we can use to move us towards steps of, 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 of sanity, in the middle of the insanity that the media is feeding to us and uh, and, and that's turned the tide on all of that. So does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Chief. You know, I, I would just, and I, I couldn't agree with either one of you uh, as much as you, know, you guys are making some great points. I would get away from, though, saying we're going to arm teachers. I think you have to have a gun on the campus and you identify that audience or that person by what works well for your district, right? You know, just think about it. Most districts have large operational centers, large custodial staffs, large student. It doesn't have to be that person that's embargoed in a classroom all day long. But I'm also I'm, I'm a, a, a big advocate, even though we don't do it here. Two is better than one. Three is better than two. I mean, if you can get we have, you know, we have other folks besides law enforcement and guardians here in, in our county that are armed. But it's a very small group, you know, and, and most of them are reserved with the law, with the local law enforcement agencies. But. I don't think we let, you know, the tail doesn't wag the dog when it comes, it's, it's, this isn't a gun issue. This is a, I want my kid to come home from school safe issue. And that's the way I always look at it. You know, I, I don't get, I don't, I don't want to get caught up in the trappings of pro anti second amendment, because if someone's anti gun, you're never going to win them over. But you like, like they said in the, in the commission from Sheriff Galtieri himself, you can't teach dead kids. Now that might sound brutal, but that's the cold hard fact. So if you have if you have that mentality and you allow a certain population to be in charge of that duty, um, we should be allowed to do that because the goal is your kid comes to school safely and they go home safely. Now, to the other part, a lot of what's happening in our neighborhoods are, are, are coming in our schools, and it makes it difficult. Our campuses are microcosms of their school. I mean, of their communities. And when you bring some of that drama on our sites, it causes a problem because. The educational environment really isn't built for that. I mean, just look at the number of, you know, instances where we realized, like what Chip talked about with the kids get into a knife fight or a gunfight. You know, what's happening in our neighborhoods are now being spilled over into our schools, but we can't reduce that standard. Kids have to be safe. They have to come here. They have to come abide by rules of your of your your district and of, of that school site. And if they don't want to do those rules, then don't come to school. But I think the goal is 
We want your kids to come to school and go home every day safely. Don't question the manner in which we do that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Chief, because you're right. People, if, whether you're pro-gun or, or, or not, you're probably not going to change your opinion on that issue due to this. However, and I don't have kids, but I realize that our kids are one of the most precious things that, that God has given us and that, you know, almost everyone I know has to agree that we need to protect our children. You know, that is our future yeah. and whatever, absolutely whatever it takes. Um, I thought it was interesting. You, you, well, go ahead, go ahead, Colonel. I'm sure no, you no, got yeah. it. I, I think what, what you need to know is we are changing people's opinion. The national polls show enormous progress. Shall issue concealed carry goes in and never comes back out again. Uh, and, and people will see, well, my neighbor carries uh, and, and this guy carries and the guy at work carries. And what happens is we are winning that battle. And this is part of the battle. Well, I, teachers are carrying. Yeah, they're trained. They're qualified. And, and I love what the chief said. He's so right. Give them a continuum, a spectrum of possible resources, and 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 the more the better. And and what Florida has done is so good, and the chief is so right. Uh, there is no one size fits all answer, but this this spectrum of possible answers that Florida has put together should be the national standard. And 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 realize we are changing people's minds. The polls are clear, state after state after states rolled over to in California. They're going shall issue concealed carry county by county. They're voting out sheriffs who are who are denying them concealed carry in, in county after county. We are winning the battle and, and we need to fight for it. it it's and, and this the place where it becomes so obvious, like the chief was saying, is protecting our children. Like you were saying, there is no more important dynamic. If this works, then dang it, we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I get it. I, I just I hope people and, and I, I'm encouraged to hear you say that we are changing. I. Uh, you know, not everybody has, I guess I call it the capacity to get it. Uh, but I, 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 I do believe and, and hope that more people do. Uh, Chief John, we got a little you know, minutes. Go ahead. We were, I was out in Santa Rosa a couple of years ago and I saw the article that you're talking about, you know, with, with the attack that happened in Santa Rosa. And I'm not sure it was a Santa Rosa school district. I just think that's where this conference was held. And you, west of the Mississippi, there's a different ideology. There were schools out there that really were stuck and 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 didn't know what to do about fences didn't know what to do about locked doors um didn't know what to do about well, you know single points of entry or with access control um they were worried about the what would it upset the psyche or the mindset of either the educators or the kids and I'm, i didn't know how to address that because i'm like well you probably have the wrong guy speaking in front of you because you know i saw what happened down in south florida um we all did and that campus actually had a pretty good plan on paper. The problem was some basic, you know, they, they identified a threat, they never communicated, so they couldn't mitigate it. And the one mitigation factor stood out of a tree for 54 minutes. So you get aggravated, but how do you how do you overcome that? And there are districts like the Lieutenant Colonel explained earlier, they don't want to be mentioned, but they, they don't want to they don't want to upset the apple cart by putting in hardening features basic hardening features. We're not even talking about a firearm on campus with a good guy. We're talking about fences and buzzers and locks. And I think they're very, very behind. And, and it concerns me because there's a lot more sites like that than you think. All right, Jeff, 20 seconds, guys. And before, and before we forget, everybody that's listening, go to grossmanontruth.com. Take a look at the <laughs> colonel's uh, uh, his stuff. I'm, I'm telling you guys, very few times has anything in my career influenced me as much as 
he has influenced me. Uh, thanks, Captain Brett. Um, guys, uh, stick with us. I got uh, 60 seconds here coming up in just one second. So at this point in time, I usually talk about the Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. I don't think Lieutenant Randy Sutton's going to mind. Uh, Lieutenant, uh, Dave, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, I'm a little concerned because uh, I saw that Captain Brett has got so many of your books. I'm, I'm worried about the supply that people want to order books from you. Did he, did he deplete these things or are they still available? <laughs> they are available. Grossmanontruth.com. Uh, the Truth on Killing, The Truth on Combat, The Truth on Hunting, The Truth on Spiritual Combat. Uh, and uh, I'd be honored to have everybody come by and check out the website. We'll sign and personalize books for you. Grossmanontruth.com. Thanks now, so much. Well, now, now I got one more thing. Lectures yeah. and guest speaking. I got about 20 seconds. Um, lectures and guest speaking. Same website. They can they can book you. Yep, absolutely. And uh, we'd be honored to be a service We're on the road continuously. Love what I'm doing. 66 years old. I'm going to keep doing it for another 20 years because we love our country. We love our children. Beautiful. Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com. I'm Medicare and Bang Energy. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel. Everybody have a great week.